Hello world, and welcome to Sybil's Guide to Olympian Worship, the podcast where we discuss Hellenic polytheism basics. My name is Sybil, and I have been a Hellenic polytheist for several years now. I started this podcast to answer some of the most common questions people just discovering this religion have. Questions I had to look to find the answers to when I was new to the religion, and I'd like to share with others to help them learn and grow. So join me on this journey of exploring the Greek gods and their worship. Episode 1. Alright, so this episode is going to be really simple. We'll be exploring what Hellenic polytheism is and how people find it. So I'm sure you're going, Sybil, what the heck is a Hellenic polytheist? It sounds like gibberish. Well, simply put, a Hellenic polytheist is someone who believes in and worships the Greek gods. Yes, I mean like Zeus and Apollo. Yes, there are still people who believe in and worship them. Hellenic polytheists believe that the gods worshipped by the ancient Greeks are real deities that deserve our respect, adoration, and worship. We are simply a specific branch of paganism that worships this set of gods. So, the Hellenic refers to the fact that the gods are Greek. Hellenic comes from Hellene, which is one of the many terms Greeks have referred to themselves with over the years. I'm sure most of you know this already, but polytheist simply means that we worship more than one god. Now, like some other pagan religions, we do have other names that we go by. This can vary from person to person as to which they prefer, but if you hear one of these other options, they're still a part of this religion. I will also explain when I can why some of these versions are favored over others as well. One of the other more popular names is Elenismus. This name derives from the Roman Emperor Julian. He was attempting to revive the religion, and he used this term to refer to the religion and culture surrounding it. Another version of this term is Hellenism. Hellenism isn't as preferred from what I've seen because it is more associated with the culture than with the religion. But there are some groups that use it, one of them being the subreddit on reddit.com. Another name some use for this religion is Dodecatheism. This refers to the 12 Olympians with the Dodeca prefix, which means 12. Some prefer this label as they feel saying Hellenic polytheist can lead some to think that you are saying you are a Greek person who is a polytheist. Those who don't like this label cite two reasons, usually. One, dodecatheism implies by the prefix that you only worship 12 gods, and their religion typically involves far more than just the 12 Olympians, nor have there always been 12 Olympians. So those against it feel it is an inaccurate portrayal of their practice. Two, they feel that taking Hellenic polytheist as a Greek person who is polytheist is a definition resulting from a lack of understanding of how English works. Essentially, it would be like thinking a Calvinist is literally of Calvin's lineage instead of subscribing to Calvin's teachings from the Bible, or that a Freudian psychologist is from Freud rather than a methodology. So for those against dodecatheism, they argue that Hellenic polytheism is being misinterpreted. Not to mention, some have also noted that some of those who push for dodecatheism will in fact have Greek blood and are attempting to use this as a gatekeeping tactic by saying only those of Greek heritage can either use the, her- the term Hellenic polytheist or participate in the religion. Which both in modern and historical context is not the case as Hellenic polytheism is an open religion so anyone can join regardless of ancestry. An even less common term is Olympianism. I have never seen this version in my journeys, but I can also see why that is as well. It doesn't roll off the tongue or make the most sense. It also falls into some of the same downfalls as Dodecatheism in that there are more than just the gods residing on Olympus in our religion, so it could mislead someone. 
for those of you going, oh, good grief, just pick a name for yourselves already. Why are there so many? Well, welcome to the pagan community. Since pagan religions are less mainstream, most practitioners end up practicing alone. This makes it difficult to come together as a group to decide on the name. As I hinted before, there are also inner struggles as well about certain terms. Ultimately, if you choose to join the religion, use whichever term you prefer and don't harass those who use a different term. They have their reasons and ultimately our focus should be on the gods, not our name. Now, I'm sure some of you are also going, don't some Wiccans worship the Greek gods too? Are they Hellenic polytheists? Well, yes and no. Neo-Wiccans may, but true Wiccans likely won't. Some Neo-Wiccans may identify as Hellenic polytheists as well, and some may not. But both do have major differences from Hellenic polytheism. Most Hellenic polytheists rely more on the past for their structure, whether this be recreating it exactly or using it more like a blueprint. We will get more into this concept on a later episode as well, since it is a rather deep discussion to have, so we will just leave it at Hellenics rely more on ancient history when it comes to religious practice, while Wiccans rely more on the teachings of Gerald Gardner and our Diotheists. Neo-Wiccans are even less reliant on Gardner and tend to pick and choose their beliefs much more. Some argue that Neo-Wiccans also tend to strip the Greek gods of their context to fit within their religious practices which can lead to tensions between both groups. So, long story short, yes, one can be Neo-Wiccan and Hellenic polytheist if one chooses, but be aware that this can lead to some clashing beliefs and depending on how one approaches it. Now, as we touch on can you be more than just Hellenic polytheists, we move into mixing religions. Can you mix in, say, the Norse gods? While there's no rule saying you absolutely cannot mix in other gods to your belief, you may find it doesn't click very well with some. For instance, in both Norse and Hellenic polytheism, they have a concept of the father god, Odin for the Norse, Zeus for the Hellenic, and that he is the ultimate supreme being. Which can lead to some clashing, as they're not that similar, so trying to mix it may lead to some cognizant dissonance as far as worshipping goes. But other religions can work with Hellenic polytheism very well and have been incorporated into it in ancient history as well. In the time of Alexander the Great, this was very much a practice of the time. From this, we see the Hellenistic polytheism branch. This simply means that they may incorporate other gods as well, and may draw their religious practices more from Alexander's time frame rather than, say, Homer's. But some religions have, in fact, rubbed shoulders with Hellenic polytheism in the past. Some of these are Kemeticism, the revived ancient Egyptian religion, Hinduism, an Indian religion, although this can be considered a closed religion now, meaning initiation will likely be required and you may not be allowed to practice it. And Roman, this is the one most are familiar with. There are differences, however, between pure Greek and pure Roman as far as practice goes, so Greco-Roman is not a term used by most Hellenic polytheists. So if you feel called to multiple belief systems, you can potentially mix them together. This sometimes can fall into what's known as eclectic paganism, though, depending on how much mixing you do. Eclectic pagans tend to more of pick individual gods to then form a unique pantheon to their own practice, or refuse to pick one path and follow many. Now that we've gone over the basics of definitions and alternate names, we can move on to more fun topics. Like, for instance, how do you end up coming to believe this particular religion? Unlike Abrahamic religions where you see the believers trying to recruit others to join, you won't really get that with Hellenic polytheism. 
word of mouth tends to be the main way this spreads. But how do you convert? How do you know if this is the right fit for you? Well, I can't tell you a specific checklist. Unfortunately, that doesn't exist. We're not like Christianity, where you have to repent of your sins, ask for salvation, and strive for godliness. There isn't a step-by-step -step guide. But I can tell you the reasons why others have come to believe this. One of the reasons is being called, so to speak. This can vary from person to person as to how this worked for them, but the general idea is that sometimes a god reaches out to you. Suddenly, you'll see signs of this god everywhere. It seems like something greater is trying to get your attention. You'll be drawn to them, and you'll feel it's only right to worship. Or perhaps you've just always been drawn to the gods, or in Greek, the Theoi. On a quick side note here, forgive my pronunciation, I took a little bit of ancient Greek back when I was 11, but that's nearly 20 years past, so it's rusty. Maybe you just always want to worship the Greek gods, and now you know what's possible. For others still, it's something they chose because it just felt right. They tried other religions, but for whatever reason, this one suited them the best. Maybe it was the belief system or the morality, but it clicked with them for whatever reason. Maybe they were soured on other religions, and this one didn't have that same stigma in their minds. And finally, for some, it is a case of returning to their roots. For some who are of Greek descent, this is simply returning to their ancestors' beliefs. Whether that's to reconnect to their national identity, or because they feel it is only right to stick to Greek gods, only the individual can tell you. But naturalism can play a role in choosing this religion. Not that the Greek gods are fully of Greek origin either, but that's a separate topic we'll dive into at a later date. But for whatever reason someone sneaks out the theoi, at the end of the day, converting is as simple as deciding to worship the Greek gods and actually doing just that. That's all it takes. I'll give my conversion as an example. My personal journey started with my falling out with Christianity. I was bullied a lot in my old church to the point where I lost most of my faith in the religion. As if that weren't enough, I also struggled to reconcile Christianity and my father's abuse. I was adrift in a no-man's land of sorts as I began to look into the occult more, but only as an observer. As I read into the occult, I also explored witchcraft a bit as well. I cast a few spells, mostly using them as a last-ditch attempt to solve situations. As I delved into this, I began to look into tarot cards with quite a bit of success. Around this time, I ended up meeting a Hellenic polytheist. We rarely discussed religion, but she would occasionally bring up the theory. A few years after this, I had a new manager arrive at work. This manager was very controlling and aggravated many of my existing issues. As my co-workers and I appealed to HR for help dealing with him, things became worse and worse. I began to have breakdowns at work from the constant stress and control measures. Finally, in desperation, I began to think of casting a spell. One that would drive this manager the hell away. As I contemplated this and began gathering ingredients, I began to have the urge to read my tarot. I would dream about my tarot cards. I'd wake up, and the first thought I had would be to read my tarot. After a few days of this, and ignoring this because I was too busy, my Hellenic friend and I were discussing my spell plan, as she had confessed she was originally a new Wiccan, and as we were discussing this, she sent me a hymn to read and give feedback on. The poem was about Apollon, and as I read it, I felt the urge to read my tarot return stronger than ever, along with the feeling of a burning hot hand in the middle of my back. 
I broke down and excused myself from the chat. I sat down with my tarot cards and said, all right, Apollo, if this is you, then you can guide me through this reading. What do you want to tell me? I then did a reading. As I went through the cards, the message became clear. Don't do the spell. Things are changing for the better. Wait until the spring. I was miffed, but I felt unwise to argue with such a clear sign. So I delayed my plans and I waited and waited. A few months later, that manager was forced to resign. A few weeks after it was official and our new manager was settled in, I remembered that night and that tarot reading. It was just before spring arrived. I was floored. The only thing that had stopped me from doing something incredibly stupid was Apollon's interference. So I asked my friend about how I should go about thanking Apollon for his intercession. She gave some suggestions and I chose art. I drew a piece for Apollon which involved a bit of overshadowing during the creation. For those of you unfamiliar with the term overshadowing, that's when it's sort of like another entity kind of piggybacks your body for a bit. It's really weird to explain, but it's kind of like you're not fully in control. I went to bed and I thought it was done. Art finished, that was the end of things. However, over the next day, I realized I wasn't done. I was in awe of this god, in trance with him. I came to my friend and I asked, how do I worship Apollon? She helped me start on my journey with some tips and I began the preparations. After my first official offering, I knew there was no going back. I'd found my place at last. Not even in Christianity had I felt this at peace. Now, my story is more fantastical than some. I view mine as a mix of calling and choice, but my friend's story, meanwhile, is less a clear calling and always being drawn to the theory. Everyone's story is unique and everyone has their own reasons, but in the end, we love the theory and we want to worship them the way they deserve. All right, so that's all for this month. This one is a little short, but in the future, most of these episodes will likely be longer, clocking in closer to an hour long. Next month, we will be discussing the history of Hellenic polytheism. This is Sybil, and this is the podcast, Sybil's Guide to Olympian Worship. All praise to the Theoli, and may they and whichever gods you worship bless your life. I will see you all next month.